You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello, I'm Joe Firestone, and welcome to Everyday Decisions. Uh, This is a show where I talk to all kinds of people about the last 24 hours of their day to learn about how they do what they do. And our guest today is Connor Ratliff, and he's a comedian and actor. And you might have seen him on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or Search Party. And he's got uh, a podcast called Dead Eyes, which is about how he got fired from Band of Brothers by Tom Hanks. And you can follow him at Connor Ratliff, and he performs at the UCB Theater in New York. Let's begin. Okay, so Connor. Yes. We're, it's 2.40 right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two forty on Wednesday. Now I really I okay. So to to be fair, we I don't think we've had a conversation in a while. So I don't really know what you do with your day. Right. And sometimes I find you on tw- on Instagram posting about Donald Duck. Right. I, so I don't really know what's going on in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sometimes, well, the Instagram posts that you see about Donald Duck are uh-huh. that frequently I, I started doing these long Twitter mega threads, which are just, mega threads. They. It's a it's an appropriate term because you know how you can make a thread on Twitter where uh-huh. each tweet is linked. Yeah, I've done some that go for, you know, a year, <laughs> and uh, that include thousands of tweets. Thousands. I started doing this thing a couple of years ago. I I bought a DVD of old black and white Porky Pig cartoons. Porky Pig. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd never seen them, and I thought. Could you just sum up, if you could, like in a couple of words, what's Porky Pig's thing? Um, it changes because in some in some cartoon, they never really. I would say his thing is he's like an actor who started as a leading man and then gradually became a character actor. <laughs> like he got phased. Like I think he was intended to be their answer to Mickey Mouse, uh-huh. and everyone associates him with the stutter. He's a uh-huh. speech impediment. Uh-huh. Um, but he's usually the hero of a cartoon. He's usually the the character you root for. Uh-huh. Uh, but in some cartoons, he's a child. In some, he's an adult. Sometimes he's a city boy. Sometimes he uh, has a farm. And they keep going back and forth. Uh, there's one cartoon where he th- he thwarts a terrorist. What? I mean, that's the way we'd say it in modern terms. There's like a mad bomber. That's uh-huh. what they used to call terrorists, just uh-huh. a mad bomber. Right, right, right. We don't call him that anymore. Um, but he de- they never really settled on a thing. And eventually uh-huh. he became like sort of like a sidekick to Daffy Duck, where like Daffy Duck would be uh, trying to do something and failing, and he'd sort of be like the sarcastic commentary on that. Okay. And we're talking about a lot of different things. Yeah, okay. So, okay, so you So I bought do- this DVD, uh-huh. and I thought, well, I, I often will get excited about something like that and then never watch it. So I sort of made it an assignment for myself that I would tweet about each cartoon as I watched it and sort of make jokes uh-huh. or say, like, this is interesting. Live tweeting something that most people will never see. Yeah. but yeah. I, No, but I would film the TV. I'd film little clips. Oh, I'd yeah. Like, Look what's happening here. Okay. And then people started getting into it. Like, people started getting interested in it. And I started doing it about other things. And and the assign, like it was sort of like giving myself an assignment. The public nature of it meant I, I felt like I, I'd keep watching, like, a cartoon a day. Yeah. Whereas if it was on my own, I might have like fallen away from it. There's a lot of like TV shows I've started watching, and then you get busy and you don't sure. have time. But once you make it like once you announce like the it's sort of like with I think certain like weight loss things were like that, where like you like you go to like the yeah, class yeah. and it's sort of like yeah, you say look, I'm in this basement just like you guys. Yeah, yeah. it encourages you to to commit to the thing. Wait, so uh, okay, so when I said Donald Duck, yeah. I, I You're mis- seeing Instagram misspoke, posts but- about these. No, I, I did do Donald Duck. I did. I watched, oh, you did do Donald Duck. I watched Duck. every Mickey Mouse cartoon that was ever made. Wow. Okay. I watched every Donald Duck cartoon. Wow. I'm currently watching every Goofy cartoon. Oh, I didn't even know Goofy had his. Yeah. Okay. And when I'm done with that, I think I'm done. I, uh, think, you've, I mean, you've certainly paid diligence. Yeah. I think I, I don't know what else I would do. But, but anyway, I didn't do that. In the past 24 hours. Okay, I right. I took a break from it. Okay, okay. So you, okay, so it's two, around two in the afternoon. What are, what are we doing? What's Connor Ratliff doing? I think yesterday afternoon, uh, I might have been watching the news. On think, TV. On TV. Uh, I think I had MSNBC on in the background. Uh-huh. And, and I was preparing for a different podcast that I'd be working on. I was like preparing some questions. Okay. Um, for an interview that I was going to do. Okay. Just making sure I had all my all my uh, questions in order. Uh-huh. 
And you like to prepare. Uh, when I when I feel I need to, I don't like to prepare, okay. but I'll do it if I have to. Okay. Um, uh-huh. I prefer to not prepare. And is this and then at this point are you are you eating? Are you drinking? Are you just, is the sound on? Are you in your apartment? I'm in my apartment. I made some pasta. A lunch pasta. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'll make a meal and I'll just sort of decide this is it. What? Like this is the meal. What do you mean? Like. This is lunch and it's also dinner. Oh no, you don't want any more? Well, the thing is, I, the amount of pasta that I had was such that I actually made too big a portion. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll eat, I'll eat most of this now and uh-huh. I'll leave some and I'll eat it later, but it's basically just the one meal I'm gonna have. Uh-huh. Do you wanna know the kind of pasta that I made? Yeah. All right, I had, uh, is it, um, Rotini, is that the one that's like a, oh no, Fusilli, Fusilli, though it's like a sort of a spiral. Okay, yeah. Fusilli, and I didn't have enough of that. Okay. But I had some left of some penne. I don't like penne, I don't know why I bought it. You, I didn't know anybody that doesn't like a noodle. They all kind of taste the same, but. You... But penne, penne I find is kind of a little bit unsatisfying shape to eat. You want the right shape. It makes a difference because the food goes into the, Penne is a tube, uh-huh. so the food goes into it. Uh-huh. I don't, that's not necessarily. You don't want it to hide in the tube. You I want it out in the open. There's so much of it goes into a penne. <laughs> what I like is in the, in the spiral, it kind of catches in the outside of it, uh-huh. like the food catches in the spiral, which is different than it going just filling the tube. Uh-huh. I don't want to eat a tube full of food. You don't want to eat a tube full of food. I just don't like the texture of penne as much. You know, okay. pasta is a lot about the texture, don't you think? Would would yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they make the different shapes. Sure. I don't buy spaghetti very often. I feel like every time I buy it, I get it home and I realize it's too. Th- I bought too thin a spaghetti, <laughs> and then I go to the grocery store and I look at all the spaghettis and they. It doesn't look like I don't see any that look thick like what I think spaghetti is. You want a, a, want a thick, thick spaghetti? spaghetti. <laughs> not too thick. Not uh, like the, if you went to a restaurant and got spaghetti, it would be this thick. But I feel like grocery store spaghetti. Every time I bought it, I get it home and it's this wispy. I, I hate to tell you this, but I think that you might be living in a world that I don't know who else exists in it, that this there's a restaurant quality spaghetti, and there's grocery store spaghetti, there's a some kind of discrepancy. Do you when you make do you make spaghetti? Yeah, okay, yeah. Turns out normal. You don't think it's wrong? I don't think it's wrong. <laughs> no, I don't think it's wrong, but you think it's too thin. You want a thick noodle or you want a, you don't want holes in it. There's no holes in it. It's it feels like uh, it just feels thin, and I know that it's not that I'm overcooking it. You think you'd cook down the noodle? Maybe, but I don't think I'm doing that. I'm just right. trying to eliminate possibilities. 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 Yeah. That's that's a good name for a podcast. Yes. Um, I, and this would be the only topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just pasta and how everyone can. I think everyone has an opinion about pasta, right? Whether they know it or not. Yeah. So what, I made this food. What's in it besides the rotini and the penne? Uh, tuna and sweet corn. Sweet corn? Just like corn. Yeah. Um, it's, a wild, it's a wild dish. Uh, people made this in England. When I lived in England, it was a common thing. Okay. Like, and I'm not condoning this, but if you go into a pizza place in England, uh-huh. unless things have changed in the last two decades, uh-huh. and maybe they have. There's Brexit. There's all kinds of things. But if you go into a pizza place in England, one of the popular topping combinations that you'll see will be chicken and sweet corn. So you're putting a little, you're putting your little spin on it. I wouldn't. I've tried that, and I'm not into it. You don't like chicken. I don't like pizza that has pieces of corn on it. Oh, we're talking. Okay. Mm-hmm. The chicken's fine. Yeah. But it's not my favorite. Uh huh. I think there's a reason this hasn't. But I do like pasta with uh, it's tuna, sweet corn, and then some pasta sauce. Red. Red. Okay. Yeah. You made a big batch of that. The bowl was too much. It was. I made a bowl, and then I was like, I really have a bowl and a half of this. So you had, you saved a half a bowl. For I dinner. ate pasta until I was happy. Okay. <laughs> Not happy, but like I was like, this is the right amount, and then I stopped, uh-huh. and I just left it there, and then a few hours later, I remembered it was there, and I went and finished it. And no drinks. Uh, no, I had a, a, a seltzer. Okay. I was trying to think of the brand. 
Okay. So then... Canada Dry, I think. Canada Dry. Flavorless. Flavorless. Right. Okay. So then you're you're preparing for the interview. Mm-hmm. And at this point, have you left your apartment? Um, earlier in the day, I had uh, gone to the store. To get sweet corn and tuna. Uh, no, I went to Rite Aid. Oh, I had to buy seltzer. And, and then I bought like a couple of sort of snacky kind of foods. Okay. You want to know what those are? Well, I get kind of, yeah. I think I bought a, uh, a two-pack of Fig Newtons. And I, ha- I still haven't eaten that. That never pays off in the course of the next 24 hours. Uh, it's still there. It's wrapped. It's on my desk at home. I don't know why I bought it. And I think I maybe bought, I bought some peanut M&Ms. Uh, Does that pay off? I ate them. Okay, so that pays off. And, yeah, I think that's it. That's what I bought. Okay. Okay, and so at this point, you're not even thinking that you don't have enough pasta. You're not even thinking about that. Oh, I had gone out right before that, yes. <laughs> I I went into the city before I went to Rite Aid, but now we're outside the, okay. the realm right. of the Okay, so hours. just so we know, you've but been I, out. But I had been out to the city, and I... Uh, I had met up with my sister and her daughter, who is uh, younger than two. Uh-huh. And Don't we... specify any more than that. Okay. And we went to Hudson Yards. You ever been to Hudson Yards? Oh, sure. Uh, that big shopping yeah. uh, area. And there's a there's like a kid's sort of like play place there. Uh-huh. And so this is a convenient sort of meeting spot if I want to meet with my sister and my niece. Hudson Yards is convenient for you. Mm-hmm. I never heard anybody say that sentence in my life. Well, it's a convenient halfway point between North Hoboken and deep into Queens. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, And so it's like, where can we meet? That's directly there. Like, one person takes a boat, another takes a train. (laughs) It's a whole Richard Scarry adventure. Right. And um, so I'd come back from that Uh experience. Yeah. And went to Rite Aid, got these things, came back to my apartment, had the news on. Uh Uh-huh. Um, just in the background. I wasn't really paying close attention to the news. Uh-huh. But you like to be informed. I do. Uh, I don't know if that's true anymore. I think <laughs> I there was a time when I, my answer would have been, yes, absolutely. I like to be informed. The past few years have been, have made a change. I no longer like to be informed. I still do it, but I don't like it. <laughs> and I kind of wish that. Everyone would stop informing me because none of it's been very good. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that sentence couldn't be less true. I like to be informed. No, none of this information is good enough for me to like being informed. Right. Of course. It's bad. It's bad news. Yeah. And uh, I read I, I read a thing yesterday that I kept thinking about, which was because last night was the big debate. Mm-hmm. Mayor Bloomberg, former Mayor Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. What I read about which I found this shocking. The New York Times had an article about his debate prep. Uh This is something I read during the 24-hour period. Okay, okay, fair enough. It said that, you know, they have people play the other, the opponents in the debate in Uh mock mock debate prep. And someone named Mr. Wolfson, who works for uh, Mayor Michael Bloomberg's campaign, he was playing Bernie Sanders. Uh Uh-huh. And he said he was in, his impression of Bernie Sanders was inspired by Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets, and that this impression would occasionally inspire fits of momentum-breaking laughter from Michael Bloomberg. Wow. This made me very angry. I don't want to get political, but that's not Statler and Waldorf are hecklers. I guess one of them, maybe if you get rid of the mustache, maybe. He has the same hairstyle uh-huh. as Bernie, like he has uh-huh. that messy puppet hair. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like he put the puppet. Like Bernie has that hair that looks like he's a puppet that you hung on the thing, and then you open the closet, and you're like, "We don't have time. There's nothing we can do with this puppet's hair." But other than that, Statler and Waldorf do not sound like Bernie Sanders. Uh-huh. Uh They don't have similar personalities. No. Also, you don't like. They're not even similar to each other in a lot of ways. So. It's it's an uninformed. I feel like it's a very lazy impression. take on uh-huh. the Muppets, and it got me started thinking about. Oh, it. you were offended for the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm offended in a lot of ways, but I can speak to what I know, which is that first of all, you don't compare two people to one person. It's not a good. 
Ma- like that would be a real specific okay, again, person. Two puppets. Yeah. <laughs> They're people. So, you know, when I was a child, a, a, a girl punched me in the face because <laughs> we were in my paddle pool in the backyard. I was very young. What's a paddle pool? Like a little, little like a, like a little plastic pool. That okay, you, okay, okay. Uh, what are those called? A K- uh, kiddie pool. Kiddie pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we were playing with Sesame Street finger puppets. Uh huh. And I called them finger puppets, and she said they're not finger puppets; they're little people. <laughs> and I said, uh, "No, but they are finger puppets." And she punched me in the face and ran away. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's informing. That's informing for sure. Right. Okay. So that's... yeah. So I, I got offended by that. Uh huh. So that took how long? Not long. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not long to get offended, yeah. or not long to stay offended. Not long to get offended. I, I'm still offended, okay, but it yeah, didn't yeah. take up a lot of time. Okay. I didn't think about it that long. Okay. I just remember thinking, "You guys are talking about something you don't know anything about." Right now, the moment, uh, the uh, fits of moment, Momen- moment fits of momentum, momentum breaking, breaking laughter. laughter. Now, Connor, do you think? And I'm not trying to get you to brag. Mm-hmm. But do you think you've ever done anything that's inspired fits of momentum-breaking laughter? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think I've I've made jokes that were funny at times that were not productive, and it, and it, <laughs> it hurt productivity. I know there have been times when in the room uh, it's been like people have been like, okay, okay, let's get back to work. I know I've had that moment where someone else has to say, okay, okay, all fun and good, but let's get back to work. It definitely has happened. I do think the um, – our president uh-huh. who likes to uh, fancy he fancies himself a kind of yeah. comedian he, he thinks jokes. he's funny he jokes well he doesn't really joke though I notice a pattern that he does what is he knows where a joke should be uh-huh. but he'll be like they're trying to get me they're trying to get me you know they tried they got the witch hunt they got the witch hunt I don't know you know they they got Comey and he's you know didn't work out too well. And he always kind of fades off right where it's like, that's where you would put a joke, sir. <laughs> okay. Like, he always will kind of be like, and, you know, uh, crazy Nancy, you know, she tries. She doesn't, you know. She, <laughs> and she always, like, and people laugh because they know. Because they, but they want, they know, they, they want to laugh. Hopeful. They, They're hopeful for the joke. Very often there is a faded moment where you can see him kind of be like, oh, I wish I had a joke. It's sort of like how I remember. There's that movie that Kenneth Branagh did of Hamlet that Robin Williams has yeah, a little yeah, I part at that. the end. Yeah, I saw that in the theater, and the audience just started laughing as soon as Robin Williams showed up. And it's not really a comedic part. Wow! But they're just so used. To, they have the muscle memory. I think a lot of Trump's audiences, they'll they know it. Oh, that's where a joke would go. Uh huh. But if he said those words, they might not laugh. He's like, and this is where the joke would go. <laughs> I think that would be great if he would he would say that. Oh uh, yeah, that I would have a him... certain kind of alt comedy respect for if he would say these things. And go, and this is where the joke would go. I'd be like, I like that move. And it's not a popular move, but uh-huh. I like it. You like the you like being. I would honest. like if he went a little meta and sure. did like Crazy Nancy. Well, this is where the joke would go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait. So we've gotten we've gone away from your day. Okay. We'll be right back. If you like our show, you might like the podcast Conversations with People Who Hate Me. In an internet era characterized by comment section wars, devastating clapbacks, and anonymous vitriol, Conversations with People Who Hate Me explores what happens when online feuders step out from behind the keyboard and get to know the human on the other side of the screen. Join host and my dear friend Dylan Marin as he connects people who have clashed online to explore why we believe what we believe, how we relate to each other on the internet, and just what a phone call can accomplish. Find conversations with people who hate me wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so then at this point, you've you've eaten half, you've eaten two thirds of a large portion of pasta. Mm-hmm. You've been preparing for an interview. You've been listening to the news on light, mm-hmm. and then what do we do? Well, 
Because, uh, well, uh, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. For those people that might not be familiar with your work, you're like a master improviser. You're really good at improv. Thank you. I do improv. I think I'm pretty good at it. But like, are you kind of like, okay, so stand-ups, they're always like, let me write the jokes down. Let me get, but are you right. like always looking around, just kind of thinking about stuff? What's happening? Or do you just kind of get on stage and then you think, well, look at me. I'm kind of lucky at being so good at this. The only time I really think about improv is I'll, I'll coach some teams in improv. And that's sort of like, I never, I never have taught improv because uh-huh. I, I don't think I'm really good with the curriculum. Uh-huh. Because my thoughts about improv are that I appreciate a curriculum, but I'm not good with that. Because to me, it's sort of like every rule about improv, it's like, yes, except if it's funny. Like, it's sort of like anything they say, don't do this in improv, I kind of feel like, well, you could if it was really funny or if it made sense. or And it also doesn't have to be funny. Like, So it's intuitive. It's so- intuitive, but I, I feel like when I learn about improv, it's sort of like when I'm... Uh, when I'm coaching people, that's when I think about it and I'll sort of learn new things while I'm like watching people either do something really good and I'll understand, I'll think about why it's good or do something really bad and I'll be like, why didn't you just do this? And uh, and that'll be, that's sort of like, because when I got put on a um, house team at UCB uh, and then I got moved to a weekend team, I was kind of like, I felt like I wasn't done taking classes, but I uh-huh. also felt like it would be unfair given the demand to get into classes for me to be on like a weekend team like the Stepfathers, which is like a one of the like yeah. the oldest team at the theater. It felt like well I I now can't take classes because I would be depriving someone else of okay. a slot. I kind of felt like that I had been accelerated out of being able to do this, and that's when I realized that coaching improv is like, oh, this is where I keep learning it. Okay, but you just love it. You yeah. love it. Yeah. And it's an intuitive art form for you. Yeah. And then when you're not doing improv, you do bits that are very committed. Yes. Like you run for president. I ran for president for a long time. Right. You write a book about running for president. I did. You do You do mega, mega tweets. I do mega tweets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of things yeah. like that. Okay. And then right now you're doing this podcast. Yeah. And I just had somebody, I don't know if, I don't know if it was a failed attempt at a making a joke, but somebody recommend, this podcast I do is about, it's true, it's about how I was cast in a little tiny part in Band of Brothers, and then I got fired by Tom Hanks, and I had to re-audition for Tom Hanks, and I was told before my re-audition that he had seen my audition tape the night before, and he thought I had dead eyes. And so I had to do that, and so it's this kind of traumatic show business experience that <laughs> uh, led to me sort of dropping. Which, uh, for the podcast audience, you don't have dead eyes. I would say you don't. Thank you. You don't. I don't. Very I, alive. It's the only time I've ever heard it is this uh, instance. So when you tell people that story, people don't say yes. I agree. If they do, it's a bit like there yeah, are some yeah. people who like to make a joke, like sure. oh, look at those dead eyes, but they're just playing. Yeah, they're, uh, play. they're play. They're playful. I had someone who recommended this podcast to somebody the other day online, and they're like, "It's not true," and then they said, "Nope, it's fake. It sounds made up." And I responded to them on Twitter, like, "It's true. It is true," and they're like, "Nope, it's a lie." And and then I was thinking about it. I thought, well, I have done bits that are really committed. Mm. So I could understand someone being like, this is a bit. But I was a little bit bummed out by that because I was like, if I was going to make up a thing, it would be funnier than that. You know, <laughs> like, it, this is not, this is only interesting because it's 100% a true thing. I don't think it would be that funny. It was like, I'm doing this fake podcast where I pretend I got fired <laughs> from Band of Brothers. To me, I'm like, that's not a funny idea. That's, let's make it funnier. Uh-huh. But what's Punch funny up about Band it? Of Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I, it would be crazier. I would make it crazier. What's sometimes things are. It bums me out when uh, there are shows that do things and they pretend to be spontaneous, but they're actually um, fake. Uh huh. It really like depresses me actively because I always just think like, oh, you could do the real thing. Like you, like there are bits. Uh, I don't want to get too inside. No, it's okay. Show business. If you get inside, we'll go outside and explain it, and you can go back inside. But you you know what I'm talking about, where there's, like, talk shows and things where they're like, oh, we're just making it up. And you know that they've – because I've worked yeah. on it. You've worked on shows that we've both worked on shows where things are presented as 100% uh-huh. spontaneous, but it's like, oh, we, we did a tech rehearsal of this, and we prepared right. it. Or, like, this person – like, it really bothers me whenever I see a video where it's like, look at this, like – 
real thing, real prank on somebody, and then I'll recognize like a UCB person. I'll be like, oh, they hired actors when this, like, to have someone like jump out and surprise someone, and then my friends are like, ah! And you're like, oh, that's like, I know that guy. I do improv with that guy. And they hired him rather than scare a real person. They hired him to pretend to be scared. And I'm like, why not? Fake things should be fake, and real things should be sure. real. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, that's why I tried. When I ran for president, it was a fake bit, but I really tried to do it as real as possible. And you, I tried, got, you got how many votes? I got, I think, fewer than 10, but more than five. And this was not, this was not in the 20, this was in the 2012. 2012 election. Right. It was a, I wouldn't have done it during a high stakes election. <laughs> when I think back now on the idea that like a weird novelty candidate actually won, it does make me feel bad that <laughs> I feel like I was making a joke about a thing that was like right about to happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, but I, I don't think you can put that on you. No, you know, I don't you take full responsibility. Please don't take full responsibility. But I do. It does take the shine off that bit. Or it is more like looking at like there are jokes in movies from the 90s about things that like after 9-11 felt like, oh, that's not a good joke anymore or something. You sure. Know? Sometimes a bad thing happens in real life and then you look back and you're like, <laughs> oh, some of these jokes don't hold up because a terrible thing happened. Sometimes that happens, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, listen, we're at what part in your day? We're nearing evening. We're nearing evening. Yeah. Okay. Then I watched Survivor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the debate was on, but I watched Survivor and okay. I taped the debate. <laughs> okay. Um, You've watched every season of Survivor? Uh, I saw the first season and because – I saw the end of the first season and then I think I watched like some old episodes of it. I was in England when Survivor started. Uh-huh. So I got into that first season, but then I think there were a couple of years when I was still in England and I wasn't seeing Survivor. But when I got back to America, I've watched every You've season You've been since. loyal. Yeah. You've been a loyal Survivor. I love okay. the show. It's really exciting. It's one of the only reality shows that I watch. Do you think you could be on it? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it does make me... It does make me realize, like, when the show Lost was on uh-huh. and, that you know, it opens with, like, a plane crashes on the beach and, like... There's like all these dead bodies in the plane. You're just looking at the survivors. They got really comfortable on that island really quickly, even though they basically it was like a mass grave. Yeah. And watching Survivor, what I know is if it rains on you for two hours, you become so depressed that you're sobbing. You can't, ha- if it just rains on you, you lose it. You are just like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm like, on Lost, they were like laughing around a campfire like 500 yards from a plane crash and right. they were all like having a great time uh-huh. but on survivor i know that like if it rains on you you will and you have to stay in it for two hours straight human beings cannot at least americans anyway that's it that's all it takes i once thought i could handle the rain one time i was it started to rain i didn't have an umbrella and i thought i was probably 20 years old mm-hmm. and i thought well, who cares? Get a little wet. Yeah. I was pretty upset for the rest of the day. I Pretty cold, I've pretty had, wet. I've had the feeling of when you're in a situation where it's raining and you realize that running won't make a difference, and so you just stroll in the rain, mm-hmm. you feel crazy. Like You feel like if somebody saw you. I remember at least one time in my life being in a situation where I'm like, well, there's no point. There, I'm so far away from anything. That I'm as and I'm as wet as I'm gonna get, and you start walking slowly in the rain. I imagine if someone saw you from afar, you would look like the character in No Country for Old Men, and just be like, if you, you see someone walking slowly in a hard rain, it looks like they know something that no one else knows, and it's so sinister. Okay. Let's go back to your day. Survivor. It's, it's, it's Survivor. And you've already had the last third of the bowl of pasta. Yeah, I've finished it. Pasta's gone. Okay. Okay. And at this point, have you talked to anybody? Are you have just talked to your sister and the guy that sold you the, the Fig Newtons? Um, no, there's no no communication. This is okay. a, later on that night, I would briefly talk to my friend J.D. Amato on uh-huh. the phone. Uh-huh. Who calls who? He he had called me the night before and said he would call me back in five minutes, and then he never did. Uh, and I'd get a return phone call from him, and I didn't pick up when he called at first, but that was just because I was I figured I'd call him back in a minute. It wasn't spiteful. Um. So I watched Survivor. Uh-huh. 
Then I watched part of the debate. Uh-huh. And then I talked to JD. Uh-huh. JD Amato and I, and this is an exclusive. <laughs> Thank you. I, you may have to bleep this. I don't know. We're starting a streaming service. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? We decided we wanted. We thought it'd be funny if we started a streaming service. Funny? Yeah. Okay, like Hulu. Yeah. What are you gonna call it? Well, that's what we talked about. Oh. And I can't say that. Okay. Or I could, but will you bleep it? Could you tell us what it's not? Yeah. Okay. What isn't it? Candle. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, although that's a great name for a streaming service. Um, okay, so you're starting a streaming service. I'll say what it is if you promise you bleep it. Yeah. You promise? Yeah. Uh. We we came up with at one point I was just we just call it okay but we we went through a lot of ideas like that uh-huh. uh, but what we settled on was okay thank you so much. okay okay so you talk about this streaming service enough yeah. that you are we named sa- it you're sated and you're ready for bed yeah okay so then you fall right to sleep uh yeah I uh yeah fell asleep. You do, you just lay down and go to sleep. Yeah, it's pretty late by then. You just lay down, turn the lights off, and then you're done. I don't think I even turned the lights off. You fell asleep with the lights on. Yeah, you were so excited. A light on. But it a, yeah. I was tired. I had a long day. You had a long day. Okay, so then you sleep for how many hours? Um, I think I slept for eight hours. Healthy, healthy, healthy. Same amount. That's the target. And, and then I you... went back to sleep for another hour. Oh, okay. Too much. So that's not too much. <laughs> that's not, okay. And then, and then you wake up. Mm-hmm. And then what? What do you do? I had several. Morning. I had I had several wake ups, and I kept renegotiating with how much of the alarm. I looked up to see, like, well, what trains could I make to make my appointment on time? Uh-huh. Um, what could I do? <laughs> how late could I be? Et cetera. And then uh, finally I got up and I made my uh, morning vegetable smoothie. And what's that? That is uh, frozen broccoli, Mm -hmm. a couple of, normally a couple of frozen strawberries, but I couldn't, I think I finished the bag of frozen strawberries. And I, rather than rummage further into the freezer, I grabbed the first bag that I saw, which was pineapple, frozen pineapple. Put a couple of clumps of frozen pineapple in the thing. Then I uh, poured hot water into the, which, like I filled the the tumbler that goes with my Cuisinart, filled it to the top. But then when you put the hot water in, it lowers. So there's a little more room in there. At that point, I put some carrots in and then a little bit of unsweetened applesauce. Then I... Uh, the hot water just keeps it from being a frozen smoothie. It, yeah. d- it just is a way of making it like it's, you don't get a brain freeze when you drink it. I got to say, I got to be truthful. Mm-hmm. I know about this smoothie. Yes. And I, if if I was hearing about it for the first time, I'd be upset. Why? But because I've heard about it before, Why I'm be upset? pretty chill about it's it. It's completely healthy. Of course it is. And then you blend it up. To blend it up. What color is it? I mean... What color is it? It looks like vomit. Okay. <laughs> That's just because of the carrots. Right. It would look green, but the carrots, amazingly, you put even one little carrot into it, it makes it look like, uh, like, it just looks like when you see vomit on the street. And then you- It looks like you dumped out. Like, if I took the smoothie and just dumped on the street, people would be like, someone threw up. Okay. And then you drink it? I drink it with a glass straw. A glass straw? A glass straw. Where do you get that, a hospital? No, I ordered it online. What? <laughs> I ordered two glass straws online. What do you? T- what shape are they? Just, uh, they're a cylinder. They're like a big penne. <laughs> they're, like, they're like this long. The straw is this long. Okay, so basically, it's thick, Connor's- It's thick glass. It's about a- Thick glass? Thick glass. Is it art? I've never no. heard of a glass straw before. It's be- It's better for the environment. I've heard of metal straws. Are you talking about a metal straw? No, glass straw. <laughs> it's glass. You can see through it. I just have never. So that way you can clean it easier because you can see okay. what's inside it. Okay, so it's a thick. It's a glass straw, but it's a thick glass straw because you don't want it to break. So right. it's like a, it's a thick glass straw. Thick glass straw. What the advantage of the thick glass straw is the reason that I make this smoothie is because you need to eat vegetables to be healthy to live. Mm-hmm. It's important and good to eat vegetables. Uh, Whenever I tell people about the way I eat vegetables, people push back at it in a way that makes it clear to me that 
my health is no one's priority. Uh, that other people's preferences and tastes they care about more than whether or not I live a healthy life. Connor, before you get defensive, yeah. just say, explain that this will. So this is vegetables your... are medicine. Okay, <laughs> I don't eat vegetables for pleasure. So you eat all your vegetables mm-hmm. with this lukewarm smoothie in a in a glass straw. Glass straw. The reason for the glass straw is the goal is to get vegetables into me. The obstacle is that my tongue wants flavors and it doesn't like the flavors of these vegetables. So it's sort of like trying to sneak past a doorman but who doesn't want you in the club. And who's the doorman? The doorman is the tongue. Okay. And the doorman hates vegetables, won't allow vegetables in this club. And so the glass straw is like you're trying to get as little interaction with – if I could just – in. I wouldn't inject because I don't like needles. But like, if there was just another way to get food into my neck, so, so I would. How deep? How deep is the straw? Uh, as, well, that's the thing is you can't go too far back or it'll trigger a, a gag reflex. So how far back is it? Pretty far back. What tooth? I think I get past the teeth. <laughs> I think I get it past the teeth. I don't think the teeth are a factor. And then... (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's important to eat healthy. And I don't... Nothing that I actually crave as food uh, is good for me. What's the applesauce for? It just helps. Like, it... it, it, Applesauce... Basically... Because you're going to taste a little of it. It's inevitable you're going to taste a little of it. So it's sort of like, who's a, who's a performer that you really, uh, who's like a big actor that you think is great? Shia LaBeouf. Truly? Yeah. Okay. So when he's in something, you're like, I'm excited to see him in this movie. Um, and who's, I don't, don't want to make you name somebody, but let's say there's an actor, you're like, oh, I hate that person's movies. Let's I can't just say, say Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Okay. This has made it complicated um but let's say there's a shy about the buff you like you hate you're like i don't like his movies but there's a shy LaBeouf that you think is great oh i see so you like you cast okay. them in the movie and it's like well i'll watch it for those parts the applesauce and the strawberries are really just for the parts that you taste it they kind of are to confuse the tongue that it's like there's a little bit of something that you find tolerable um okay so then you've and that's breakfast that's breakfast you don't have anything else no Okay, so the foods so far are wild across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you then you have the smoothie, you take a shower, mm-hmm. yeah. you get dressed. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I prepare for the day. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I leave my apartment, and I, I uh, get a train into the city. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing on the train? On the train... Uh, I was looking over my questions for the interview, and I was listening to a podcast episode of the person I was interviewing uh, just to refresh myself as like You're some kind of getting it all in. Yeah, like so preparing. For it this. seems like maybe this is wrong, but it seems like what you do is you kind of like surround yourself with stuff, and then some stuff gets in, and some stuff you just kind of like pick up stuff from all around. It's like you. Uh, stuff. It's like it's like you uh, paint the room blue. And you don't go and smash yourself against the room, but you're probably going to have blue on your on your hands and arms after. What are we talking about? Because <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how you – because you're really good at, at performing and you're very funny and you have very great ideas. And so I'm just wondering how it all it, – it's it seems like it seeps through. Almost like you got a cheesecloth around you and you're the cheese. What are you trying to figure out, though, like in, in terms of how I become a performer then? Or, or... or like just kind of how the ideas come to you. Yeah, I think I'm trying to – I sometimes feel like I'm oblivious to some stuff, so I try to make an effort to pay attention uh-huh. uh, and absorb things. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when I need to have ideas for things, then they're there. They're just in my they're head. in there. Yeah. 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 The blue paint. Blue paint. That does make sense. Yeah. So I like try to uh, surround myself with interesting stimulus. Uh huh. And and that's that's part of my 
that's what fuels me, I guess. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Well, so then, okay, so you take the train into the city. You're right. totally surrounded by this person. Mm-hmm. And then you go do the interview? Go do the interview. Well? I think it went well. Yeah. I think it went well. And then um, it was a big interview that I was looking forward to. I'm so sorry. What? When did you eat the peanut M&M's? Oh, I think I ate them when I, like, I had the news on. Like, oh, okay. It was probably in between the two rounds of pasta. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the only thing I've eaten today so far is that smoothie. Though. Oh God! Okay. Um, and uh, when I was waiting for the so my producer and I met at this location uh-huh. for the interview, uh-huh. and then we went in, and it was an interview that had been rescheduled a couple of times because a very busy person. Uh-huh. And we waited in this area, and they said, "Oh, you can go around." And it was very nice; like this, these offices looked really nice. Uh-huh. And they said, "Oh, you can go around here and help yourself to." Um, water or whatever you want in the kitchen. It's a little kitchen area. It was uh-huh. a very fancy modern kitchen at this place. And I didn't know I was looking around like where do you there's a water thing, one of those like uh not a water cooler because it was but it has like the slices of lemon floating oh, yeah. in the water. It has yeah. a little spigot. Very nice. And all I saw were these coffee mugs. I'm like, am I supposed to get a mug of water? Uh-huh. I didn't know. And then uh, someone came in and I clearly looked lost. And they said, what are you looking for? And I said, I want to get a water. And they said, uh, oh, and they opened this drawer that I never would have opened this drawer. It, it would have been the last place in the whole kitchen that I would have opened. And the glassware was in there. And I poured myself this water. Uh-huh. And I started to drink it. And I immediately thought, this is too lemony. <laughs> okay, okay. It was way too lemony. Did you uh, water down the water? There's nothing to water it down with. But it was just like when you think you see lemons in water, you think it'll it'll be a water that'll have a little bit of a lemon flavor to it. And this really felt like you know you see like uh, there's be like videos of like a like a, a, a children's performance in a grade school. And there's like one kid that's clearly like getting all the attention. Like it's like that kid's really like it's usually like a funny thing. That's what the lemon was in this water. She's like that kid's louder than all the others. And the others were water. Yeah. Okay. So listen. Well, okay. Yeah. We do have to wrap this up. I mean, we've basically once that interview was done, I came uh-huh. here. Well, there you go. Okay. So that's the twenty-four hours. Now you did it. Most people don't. Really? I would say. Why is that? I, I that think it, feels. I think it might be me, but I don't know. But that no, I don't think it is. I think it's because partly it's because I slept for eight hours. So that that was an easy. <laughs> I don't remember my dreams. Thankfully, most of the time. Uh, I never. Th- Do you remember your dreams? Sometimes. Do you yeah. like that? No, no. Sometimes they're bad. I think good or bad. I don't like remembering them because good dreams are, I think, often more depressing than bad dreams. Because <laughs> you have some relief when you have a bad dream. You wake up and you're like, oh, like sometimes uh-huh. I've had things where I wake up from a bad dream uh-huh. and I'm stressed about it because like, oh, this person's mad at me or something. You know, I still have the bad feeling. Uh-huh. When you have a really good dream and then you wake up and you're like, oh no. Like, sometimes when you have a really good dream, it's the worst because you're like, I got to live this life. Like, that was a trick. A bad dream has an element of relief and a good dream has an element of, like, loss. Like, I was in the perfect place and now I'm just not. Well, okay. So, Connor, I got to say that I do think this has been very insightful for me because I think that maybe what, you know, some people, they get there, it's clear where they, you know, how they kind of exist in the world and I think that what I've learned is that you exist in the world unlike maybe anyone else that can't be true it might be true might be true you're starting a streaming service I mean who are you what's next you know yeah so I well what I'm asking because there might be some other people out there there might be people out there that are listening they're saying that's my life Mm -hmm. I live that life I like it that life what would you recommend out of all the things you did? What would you say, this is the good thing? That's a really good, try it, try it. Well, that's an interesting way to think of it because like, <clears throat> unfortunately I didn't work on one of my mega threads during this 24 hour period, but that's a thing that I really like, but I wouldn't recommend it to people. <laughs> I would hate living in that world where everyone was doing mega threads. I don't think I would like that world. I kind of like that it's a thing that I do, which uh-huh. is sort of a weird, I think, I think it's a positive misuse of a of a social media platform uh-huh. that no one at Twitter thinks that you should watch every Mickey Mouse cartoon and tweet about them for literally like 
I think it was from like November of 2018 through like summer of 2019. Like it was a really long thread. Wow. But I've done a lot of these mega threads. And the thing is, the infrastructure of Twitter is not built to sustain it. So they start breaking. Like you'll realize it's like an, it's like going back to an old building and be like, oh, the floor fell out or whatever. Like there are parts where the links don't work. Um, but I wouldn't recommend that to people. Okay. Honestly, if I was going to recommend anything to people, yeah. and you'll be shocked by this, I what? think. It's that if you don't like vegetables, this is a real solid no, workaround. No, no, If you no, don't like vegetables, because no. the alternative is what? Not eating vegetables? What would you suggest? You know what vegetable people like to suggest? Do you know what they like to suggest? What? They'll start saying things like, oh, like cook it with a little, just like, <laughs> oh, just prepare it with a little, uh, oh, you know what you should do? You should cook it. And what you realize is, imagine a um, carnivore suggesting to a vegan like here's here's how you should eat ribs so you're saying you're a vegetable vegan uh what i'm saying is that like people who like vegetables uh-huh. don't understand people who don't like vegetables so they'll say things like have you tried it with a little and you're like you don't understand i don't like the way these things taste uh-huh. i don't want to eat them i'm eating them <laughs> because i have to um so like someone who really i envy people who love the t- you love the taste of vegetables don't right, accuse, don't accuse me don't you i sure maybe i do Okay. So maybe I do. So you find this unrelatable. I, yeah. But what if you had to eat something that you hate? I think every that day? maybe you had everybody until you mentioned the glass straw. I'll say that 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 kind of entered the into glass straw magneto was territory. Ga- <laughs> the glass straw was a game changer because the glass straw before had these plastic straws and they were hard to clean because you it's if you don't have the straw then you can still do it but your mouth is going to be full of vegetables. <laughs> Honestly. Think of the world we live in. You have to eat vegetables to be healthy. Uh huh. And so this is a way to be healthy. You know what I honestly treat it as is like when if you're in the hospital and they come in, they give you medicine. You just have uh-huh. to take it. You don't be uh-huh. like, uh, I don't not hungry for that medicine. <laughs> you just take the medicine. So this vegetable smoothie I make, it's medicine. I take medicine every day. Take medicine and every you would day. never, Joe. You would never in your wildest dreams. I know you wouldn't heckle someone who said. I take medicine every day. You wouldn't be like, how you take it? Um, you had everybody until you told everyone you take it intravenously. Um, All right. Okay. So if I had to give myself like insulin shots every day, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's you are gross. blowing this out of proportion. <laughs> I will say this. So people, so you're saying to people that maybe that what love that love your work that think that that's well, that guy's cool yeah you would recommend that they make that nasty ass smoothie and drink it with a I'm, freaky glass straw nobody ever heard of probably go deep dive three pages in on amazon.com uh not if you search for hey if you get three pages in just with a non-search engine uh search on amazon if you search glass straw on amazon you'll get the best glass straws come up right away you would be going three pages deep if you got three pages deep without a search engine, you got to glass straw, that's impressive. That means you got past all the popular, that's still popular, page three of Amazon. Uh, but if you search for glass straw, it'll be the first thing that comes up. I'm not trying to be cool. I don't think anybody thinks I'm cool. And this isn't cool, but it's healthy. <laughs> and I'd rather, I think it's better to be healthy and weird than cool, too cool to drink a vegetable smoothie with a glass straw. Well. Right, we want to encourage healthy behavior, right? I mean, that's what this podcast is about. It's about healthy outcomes, right? <laughs> that's the theme. Healthy outcomes. I mean, maybe it won't matter. I don't, you know, maybe I if I found out that I if I found out that I was going to live the same amount of time uh, without this smoothie, uh-huh. I would never drink it again. <laughs> if I found out it didn't matter, but I do think it's. Uh, extending my life i could be wrong i hope, I hope so. i'm right i do i hope i don't you li- like drinking it and i hope you live for a very long time i don't know about that either. healthy healthy outcome <laughs> not a very long time i'd be fine with a regular long time i was i'll tell you this is a, another thing that i discovered recently so there was a i was working on an episode on my podcast this is going to be the final thought yeah i think it's a good final thought okay good i mean not a good one but it is final okay um <laughs> And I'm looking for various, you know, people I can talk to that are related to this thing I'm investigating. Uh-huh. And I, there was a magazine article that was related to something that was in one of these episodes. 
And I was like, oh, I should contact the author of this magazine article from like 1998 or whenever it was, uh-huh. 1999. And I'll look this guy up and I'll uh, contact him. It would be great fun. Uh-huh. And I looked him up and it said that he died two years ago at age 47. That's three years older than me. <laughs> and it was such an immediate like, like I was just having fun. Like I was like, ah, oh, look this up, I'll look this up. And all of a sudden I like found myself staring at this like shocking. Uh, Cause I'm like, that's, that's th- like if I'm him, I'm gone in three years. That's not long. And then I started thinking about, well, how different would I live my life if I knew I only had three years left? Probably very differently. I never would have that smoothie again, guaranteed. <laughs> would I watch Survivor? I don't know if I would, maybe, I like it. I wouldn't watch the debate. Like, if I think about the past 24 hours in terms of like, what if I only had, you know, roughly like a thousand of these days left? Uh-huh. That's right, right? Yeah. A little over a thousand for yeah. three years. Um, I would still do the mega threads. Wow. I would still do those. I would still eat the pasta. Mm-hmm. I might even make more pasta. <laughs> I would never eat penne again. So that's a change I can make. I, I have the power to do that. If I had three more years left, I'm never buying penne again in the grocery store. Um, and I don't know if I would do the streaming service. It's, it feels like it's going <laughs> to take three years to ramp up. Like, I don't want that to be my legacy. So I guess what you're saying is... Um, live, live every moment. And, <laughs> and live like you're going to live for more than three years. No, live like you're only going to live for three years. Oh, okay. I do either. Okay, do either one. (laughs) Well, thanks, Connor. Really helpful. Thank Thank you you so much. I hope we changed a difference. Yeah, we, we did. We changed a big difference. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 